Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. That's right. We watched The Shawshank Redemption this week on The Movie Gap, the podcast that has you scream. How have you not seen that? 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Movie Gap. I am your host, Chase Austin, and as always, the wife-murdering convict to my left, Bryce Perkins. Nope. Yep. All right. Um, uh, what's up, everybody? Thanks. I know. Um, yeah, I know. It's been cool. Um, uh, we'll get on with the show here. Thanks for introducing me, Chase. You can leave now. Um, so Shawshank Redemption, right, guys? Oh, my gosh. Okay. First uh, and foremost, uh, it's a novel by Stephen King. It's one of his best snuff films ever. Um, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino was said to be extremely... This is why we are risking the coronavirus to do this with you, <laughs> because I was not going to let you do another one by yourself. Thank you for believing in me, Chase. <laughs> you should do one by yourself. And we'll compare solo apps. Solo bolo. Solo bolo. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, so uh, before we get started, uh, how's your week been? It's been great. Uh, it's been fantastic. I've been out. I went to, um, you know, the rodeo and uh, man, that was fun. Um, then, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of grocery shopping, you know, <laughs> Uh, it's been really busy for some reason, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, um, we've talked enough about the coronavirus on the last episode, so. That's true. Uh, um, no, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, now I see what you were saying. Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be fun then, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, last week I had announced my uh, official sponsorship with coffee. I, I talked to the head of coffee, as everyone knows, Mr. Coffee himself. Uh-huh. Um, and they're going to put my face on, on top of every single Keurig cup that there is. Um, and, uh, so, uh, you're welcome America. When, when, when America is waking up, the first thing that they will think of to start their day is good old Bryce Levi Perkins. Yeah. Uh, and I think what that will only help, uh, what if you don't use only Keurigs? the morale of the workforce? Huh? What if you don't use Keurigs? Oh, oh, we have a plan for that. Oh, okay. oh, we have a plan for that. Right. That's coming. That's Let's coming. just say Mr. Coffee has some connections with some higher ups. Okay. Yeah. Although, you know, with uh, the coronavirus, everybody should just be making their single servings. You don't want other people touching your grounds, right? That's damn straight. I never want people touching my grounds. I don't want no one touching my grounds. I'm my own goddamn barista. That's right. Yeah, you come onto my grounds, you're liable to get shot. I'm the barista, baby. <laughs> movies <laughs> i shouldn't have laughed at that what i did i'm not gonna lie so, it might be the thing i'm most proud of on this podcast that's not bad, yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, oh so, improv yeah, improv it's good 
Uh, speaking of improv, Prague, improv, improv. It's it's <laughs> it's the next step of improv. It's like the rush of improv. I was gonna say, isn't you know? I bet a lot of uh, Prague rock is improvised at well, least at some point. Actually, sure, but uh, jazz is like the most improvised, uh, famously improvised music, and then maybe blues. what about uh, what about uh, you know Grateful Dead or. Uh, they're not really Dave prog, Matthews they're band. jam band. Well, no, but that's still improvised. Yes, but they're not considered prog is what I'm saying. Well, is jazz considered prog? No. Yeah. Jazz is considered jazz. This will be probably the second week in a row I'm going to get a text from Dway that just says, guys, I had a hard time getting through that beginning. <laughs> yeah, the beginning is not for him, uh, not for Dwayne. Uh, he just wants the he wants the meat and potatoes. He yeah. doesn't want the the broccoli and the greens. But you gotta have your greens. With hey, your it's meat. all about plating. Come on, it's all about it's plating. All about plating. Come you gotta on, have Dwayne. that garnish. We're trying to we're trying to keep you healthy, Dwayne. Okay, we're trying to keep you healthy by giving you some broccoli, some fresh serving <laughs> of broccoli and chez. All right. Well, um, yeah. So that's interesting. The coffee thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, plugs up top. Improv. Yeah. Uh. You know, always come out and see. I've got. Well, I mean, consider or assuming that April shows don't get canceled, I will have all the March shows already have. Yeah. So that's uh, a shame, but understandable and necessary. Uh. But assuming the uh, April shows are good to go, then uh, I've got a few. Um. Uh, with, a, with a couple of independent troops uh, coming up. So check that out. Go to stationtheater.com to see the schedule. Uh, and then we're actually, one of our troops is also performing at Comedy Sports in April. So go to comedysports.com and check the schedule there. And yeah, um, they can always follow you on Twitter too, always, or, or Facebook, always, or whatever. You can find me on Instagram. Instagram, there it is. Follow me on Instagram. I will update it there uh, at Bryce Levi and then, or Bryce underscore Levi. And uh, also, go buy some Jody Seabody records. Go to artificialheadrecords.com or Google uh, Jody Seabody or search Jody Seabody on iTunes and Spotify. Also. And we are streaming there. Also and, on Instagram, uh, right? Also on Instagram. Yeah. Although not, you know, as active there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's get into it then. Fuck that. This movie sucks. This the is, end. This is Shawshank Redemption. This is one of the ones that you've never, you had never seen it, right? Uh, I've seen like bits and pieces yeah, while it's been on TV. Yeah. Like on, so like Ted this Turner is loves, one, loves to play it. Yeah. This is one that I'm sure you got the, have you not seen that movie? Yes. All this, the time? this one more than probably any other fucking movie. It was probably this one and then like Indiana Jones. Yep. But like this one comes up a lot yep. because it it's always on. And yeah. we'll get it we'll get into a little bit of uh why. Why that, it's always on? Yeah, why it's always on, why it became such a big thing. There's a kind uh, of a conspiracy theory to it. Huh. Oh. Uh maybe okay. there's like some weird uh Andy Dufresne ish stuff going on there. But um Okay. Let's uh let's get into that later. We'll come back to that. Yeah. So yeah, this movie's always on. This is you know basically part of like this is a fabric of American cinema at this point. Writing that, I'm writing that down so we don't forget. Oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I have it in my notes too. But um yeah, so this movie, you know, everybody has seen this. is It's a huge movie from '94, which is a huge year for film. I know at least three movies from 94, including this one, are on the AFI Top 100. Yeah, so that was one of the things we texted about, Yeah, about how uh, you know this should be a good app to discuss, or a good uh, yeah. movie to discuss, especially since 
1984 apparently was the greatest fucking uh, year in well, movie history. Yeah, uh, all nominated for Best Picture and everything, but it was uh, this, uh, Pulp Fiction, yep. and Forrest Gump. Yep. Uh, and there was a couple other things in uh, there. Um, I feel like there was some. I, I know I've looked it up like three times this week, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. But those were the big, the right, big three. Right. And um, and this I one think, won, didn't it? No, Forrest Gump won. Forrest Gump won Best Picture. Yeah. Oh, I thought. It yeah, was this did. Tom this Hanks was nominated for seven, uh, seven Academy Awards. It did not win any. No. It won none. Yeah. Morgan Freeman didn't even get a fucking no. Oscar. However, uh, yeah, Morgan that's Freeman. Bullshit. Morgan Freeman and um, uh, Tim uh, Robbins both nominated uh, for this movie, but they both won a supporting actor Oscar for two different movies, both directed by Clint Eastwood. Wait, did Clint Eastwood direct this movie? No, this was oh. Frank Darabont, which we'll talk about him too. Okay, but Clint Eastwood—it's just weird that they were both nominated for supporting actors in Clint Eastwood movies. Sure, after having been in this one. Okay, but do you I know which Clint Eastwood movies they were? Two different Clint Eastwood yeah. movies. The Tim Robbins one—you probably oh, don't. Oh, Tim remember. Robbins one was that one, um, Mystic River. Yes, wasn't it? I did not expect you to pull okay. that. Yeah. Um, and then and Morgan Freeman with the Clint Eastwood. It was a. It was a big one. It was a. Uh, best Picture winner, I'm pretty sure. Mm, I know it won Best Actress too. Gran Torino. No, Morgan oh. Freeman not in that. Nineties, two thousands, aughts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, it's got to be the aughts. It's not. It's not the tens or the teens or whatever. It was a big one, you say? I mean, it was a big movie that year. It was. It was not known for his supporting actor role as much as the lead actress role. The title oh, character. Oh, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, there you go. There we go. So yeah, they both won for that. Okay. Um, uh, talking about Freight and Darabon before we get into it, this is the first movie that, I believe the first one he directed, he was a screenwriter before this, and we'll get into that too. Okay. Um, but this was a, a thing, hold on, I'm getting a little, What's a little too much, I'm hearing a little too much uh, echo oh. on me, but. I fixed it a little bit. There I should turn go. it down a little bit. Uh, okay, so, you fancy new... Just so you know, everyone, little BTS Chase got fancy new headphones, and now he's fucking everything up. That I allegedly... he doesn't know how to work. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, Darabon, he, this is the first feature-length film uh, that he has done that was uh, adapted from a Stephen King book. Wait. What was that stat that you just said? This is the first of three... Films uh -huh. that he feature films oh, that he directed that he, directed, that he also okay. adapted from Stephen King okay. books. It was this one, sure, and then there's two more. Let me guess, Mystic River, no, Million Dollar Baby, no, nailed it. Uh, the second one also a prison movie, mm. and it was uh, both. So this was a novella. This was in a collection. Uh, with I believe the body and two other things. Uh, Stand pupil, by me, which pupil. I need to, which I we need to put on. Yeah, the list. yeah, we do. I can't believe you don't you haven't seen that. Yep. And uh, at pupil, which has also been adapted. At pupil. Apt pupil. Oh, apt apt. Pupil. It's about a guy who uh, in uh, Ian uh, wow brain fart. McKellen. Ian McKellen uh, is a Nazi and he's uh, got a kid that he's like training to be. A Nazi? A little Nazi boy, yeah. It's it's pretty messed up. Oh. Uh, that was also in that book. Anyway, the other one was a serialized uh, novel. It was a full novel, but it was released serialized in grocery stores. It was a, sort of a fun oh. throwback thing that Stephen King oh, did. Oh, okay. It's called Green Mile. Oh. 
He directed that movie? Yeah. Oh, that's why you asked if I'd seen that. Yeah. Okay. Which, have you seen that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a great movie. Michael Clark Duncan, baby. Yeah. R.I.P. Tom Hanks. R.I.P. Hopefully not Hopefully R.I.P. Not by R. I. P. the time Tom this comes Hanks. out. Yes. No, he's doing fine from what I, I think seen so. on his Instagram. He, keep calm and you know, jive on or whatever. Yeah. I just watched uh, Castaway last night, too. Oh, that's such a good movie. That yeah. was the movie that made me fall in love with Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um... So yeah, like, Tom Hanks and him. Tom Hanks was uh, originally. I'm in love with Tom Hanks. Yeah, he was originally going to play Andy Dufresne. He was asked to, but he turned it he down because Forrest he was Grum. already doing Forrest Gump. Uh, and then the third movie that Darabon uh, directed is The Mist. What a great! Uh, oh, okay, the which Mist. is fucking uh, great. Is it really? Yeah. So this Darabon guy is apparently yeah. is just a really good director. Um, he that's up in you know he's, when he's doing Stephen King movies. Yeah, I mean, he, he I think like I've, I've liked pretty much everything I've seen of his, including he what did else the has first he done season, that's not Stephen King. Well, he did the first season of Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, oh, you I, mean you mean the Dodge, uh, the fucking Dodge? Uh, what was wasn't the, it? Was it Ford Challenger commercial? Yeah. That the was giant that was Dodge Challenger. Commercial? Literally a two minute scene at the beginning of the movie or the Look show. That show. You were turning it off. Anyway, that show has gotten to where it's really shitty now. Anyway, is it still going? Yeah, it's gonna have wait, like two more seasons. The Walking Dead. The yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. I thought it was over. I thought they did the no. finale was like no, five the, years ago. No, last year the comic uh series oh ended, ended. Oh. yeah and um but no it's still is going that, on is it's andrew lincoln still on no he left and he left last season oh, he uh, he didn't die this? but he left the show they wrote him off and he's gonna come back in like some movies they're turning it into like something. saved by the bell yeah, when well, like, the then, kids graduate yeah, and they uh, put new kids in or there something. are uh two characters that started on the show that are still there that are God, still alive depressing yeah Who cares? and then um yeah and then the the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, which was the spinoff series, uh-huh. uh, I watched like the first half of the first season, and I was like, I'm out. And yeah. then I jumped back in like two years ago, so it's already in like its sixth season. And it, who's it's, it's, watching it's, this? I mean, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I still watch it. And now there's another spinoff. Oh, there's another spinoff that's about to start. Uh-huh. That's uh, called. Uh, Fear, uh, it's called The Walking Dead, uh, the world, uh, the world after, or uh, the world beyond, or something, and it takes place after the zombie apocalypse has calmed down and c- civilizations are yeah. rebuilding, and it's like a coming of age limited run series. It's only going to do two seasons. Okay. Um. So that that's coming out soon. But anyway, Darabont is. Uh, but Darabont is is famous for over directing which is in this movie too yeah a lot of i people, could see that a lot of people shit on this that. movie for that this is a weird movie for how great it is and how lauded it is but maybe There's because it's, shit on this movie oh a lot they think it's uh sugar sweet crap it's uh over directed uh. the cinematography is bland uh the, a lot of it is if you trace it back it's just a lot of the same people that say the same things about forrest gump and right. it's a lot of people of yeah. a certain age who were probably about 16 to 20 in 94 yeah. when this was up against Pulp Fiction. Yeah, right. You that know? makes sense. And if Pulp yeah. Fiction had won, like everybody would be pissed off at Pulp Fiction. And right. there are people who don't think Pulp Fiction is that great. Right. You know, so it's it's one of those things. We call them... This, is, uh, this 94 we was... We call them Neanderthals. Yeah. The, 94 was a solid year. If any of these movies did win, they kind of deserved it. I love it. Uh, I would say, you know, my wife will hate it, but I think 
Your wife. I think Forrest Gump is the lowest out of those three for me. And I love Forrest Gump. You know what, man? Ah, see, dude, I loved Forrest Gump, but I mean, I was like prime age to like super love that movie, right? But uh, also, my dad hates that movie. My dad, yeah, a lot of people do. A lot movie. of people do, and I think one of the reasons people don't like Forrest Gump is uh, it bring it goes through a lot of issues, especially issues that like yeah. our parents right. knew or their parents knew or whatever. Right. Uh, and it takes no stance on any of them. But yeah, it's kind of, but that, that, that's the point of the fucking movie. I man. know. Yeah, okay, yeah, anyway, so like, be fun. I mean, and it is Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. But, um, you, know, you know, I love that movie. That's one, if it's on, that one, Pulp Fiction and uh, Shawshank, if it's on and we're yeah. flicking through the channels, yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the reasons that I said we should do this one because uh, two weeks ago, Carrie and I caught this one right in the middle of it yeah. and we were watching it. I was like, I wonder if he's seen that. So here's the thing, though, about uh, the criticism specifically of this movie. I can totally understand it being overdirected cinematography yeah. scores the score is weepy blah 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 um i totally can understand that but the story is fucking well, great yeah. and, and we'll get we'll get i, I want to get deeper into this let's get let's save it for the end of, yeah. of the discussion after we've talked about everything right yeah, yeah and yeah. then we can really get into some of the specifics it's gonna be hard and, not to jump around here James. yeah no we could jump around but i want to start talking about the movie before we okay well before we get into all the can we do the conspiracy thing first no, well, I'm going to get into that with... with um, okay. It, it all kind of ties together. That's why I want to save it. Okay. So you so just yeah. want me to get into... Let's just get right into it. Right. Well, first of all, you said you'd seen little bits and pieces. Why had yeah. you never sat down and watched this movie? I didn't have time for that shit. I have I mean, an idea. You know, what? Digging. Does digging count? <laughs> if it's... No, not for this if one. If it's perpendicular to the ground. No, no. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no. Uh... No, because that's at the at the very end. Yeah, and, and you it, didn't know about it. Well, so, so here, here's no, my question: Did I, you, what did yes, you know? I, did. I, okay, I knew, knew he escapes. Yeah, okay. And I knew it was through the wall. That was one of the scenes. I mean, you have had to be. Seen. You would literally have to be living in Shawshank right. to not know that. I would have to be under quarantine <laughs> yeah. from the whole world <laughs> for the past twenty five uh, years, yeah, twenty six yeah, yeah. years. Um, but yeah, um, so I, I had seen that scene, so I did know that that happened. Uh, but luckily, it had no impact on how much I enjoyed the movie. Um. And and, and, it I, and honestly, it still had the same. I felt like it still had the same impact as it would have if I didn't know. You know, yeah. Like it was that I like. I enjoyed the movie. I was so enthralled with the movie by that point that I was like, yes. You know, I remember like escaped. You know, uh, I remember seeing this movie at some point. I don't really know exactly when it was, but I know that my parents saw it before me. Yeah, because ninety four, I was seven. Okay. Um and uh. So I was a little too young for it, and like I remember my mom watching it, and she for was the cuss oh. words, probably. And my mom was like, "Oh, it was." Is it she, she goes, "It's one of those movies that's so hard to get through because I'm, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to know he didn't do it." I was like, "Yeah, they kind of make that pretty obvious." <laughs> like, but uh, she goes, and she goes, "But then hang on to the end, and then and then it's good." I was like, "Thanks, mom," but uh, you know, it it. Uh, so I remember oh, her saying that, and then cool. I remember seeing it and, and loving it. I can't remember if it was on TNT or if this was... Was this rated R? Yeah. Um, yeah, with all the profanity? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. There is quite a bit of yeah. profanity in it. Yeah, yeah it's definitely rated R. So I can't remember if this was one that I saw... Oh, you know what? I did. I saw this when I saw Silence of the Lambs. It was when I uh, spent a week with Wasn't James. Wasn't that also? Not, no, that was like 90, 90. That 91. 91. Yeah, and it won. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It maybe That's came out in 90 movie. and won in 91. I always get that kind of shit confused, too. Yeah. 
But um, uh, this is probably one, this is one that I watched when I went uh, with my friend Jameson uh, up to his grandparents' lake house in Austin, uh-huh. uh, and like they would go to sleep, and they owned every fucking movie. I mean, it, it like as a child, yeah. we didn't own anything. We had like a couple of movies that we would burn or not burned back then. Uh-huh. Uh, we would make copies of the VHSs. That we rented, right. you know, yeah, yeah, or tape them off of. Uh, I told that story where one time I busted my dad, yeah. at Blockbuster, yeah, for doing it, yeah. yeah. So we had a couple of those, but like they had two entire walls of their giant living room that were just floor to ceiling VHSs. That's crazy. So like going there, you know, as a kid, I was like, "This is the life." And did they have any know, big asses in space? Uh, he did have, uh, you know, like hot cops, uh, you know, too hot for TV cops. No. And, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We got yeah, busted Jerry for watching your videos yeah, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. Like, we got Classic. busted for watching that one time. Yeah. They're like, oh, shit. But then, like, they never, you know, they would go to bed and we could watch whatever we wanted. Right, you right, know? And they, right. You know, they were old, so they went to bed, you know, at like seven or eight. And we yeah. were, we were seven or eight. So we're like, fuck right. it. Let's stay yeah. up all night. Exactly. And we watched Silence of the Lambs. I mean, that's where I got to watch all of my R rated movies. Nice. Uh, other than when I went to my grandparents and was able and to then, rent aliens and <laughs> then Tanner, Tanner ran you out. <laughs> Damn it, Tanner. So yeah, anyway, so that's where I saw this one. So I was pretty young, but um still it's a great movie. And uh but yeah, that being said, I knew that he got out and it doesn't hurt it. No, it doesn't at all. Um yeah, so I mean luckily that was the case, it didn't ruin it for me. Um but I I did know that. And it, that wasn't the reason why I hadn't seen it. I just didn't have the fucking time. I was like it is a the, long movie. By the time it was even like a part of, I wasn't even aware of it when it came out when I was a kid. Uh huh. Like I at all really. I just remember like me and my my parents. We would watch Forrest Gump and and they would watch Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that. Forrest Gump is a is a pretty long one too. Uh, but yeah, and and like that was our go to, like because it was family friendly. Yeah. And so my mom would always more if so. I was in the living room and it was on, she would put pop. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and also John Lennon made a cameo in Forrest Gump, <laughs> a posthumous cameo. Yeah, where they <laughs> so I mean it's it's a little bit dumb, dude. But anyway, um, anyway, I just didn't have that. I was like a teenager, and I was I don't know before I knew what it yeah. was, and I just was like I'm not going to sit down and I got well and playing this guitar is, and stuff by then. Yeah. I was a cool this dude. Is a, all this right, is a cinema movie like this is a cinematic. Right, it's for the cinema. Yeah. Uh, so like if you're not into that kind of stuff like you haven't been yeah uh, and, and, and it's i mean the, the this this is the epitome of like why this podcast is a, is even a thing as far as why i haven't seen it yeah i didn't have fucking time for it like i didn't have time for any like there was a certain point in my growing up where i was like i can't waste any time on watching these fucking movies it's two hours and if it ends up being bad i all i feel like i wasted, wasted two hours of time, my life yeah. so i'm not gonna do it you know, so so therefore this I didn't one, see a bunch of movies, and then now we're doing this podcast. This, this is one of those movies, two and a half hours, which is uh, two two hours an and 20, investment, two hours and twenty two minutes. But dude, it didn't. But man, watching it, I mean, now I'm an adult. I've slowed down a little bit. I'm more yeah. matured in my palette of things. I can take the time to, you know, take in these movies now. And this didn't feel like two and a half hours. It felt like it was, well, by the time it was over, I was like, oh man, it's already over. That sucks. It's and one of the things, and I think one of the reasons it works so well on TV is, uh, yes, the, it, it's very cinematic. It's got you know great cinematography with like big sweeping shots and like, you know, uh, real, real depth of field on, yeah. like, and, and you're feeling that isolation, but even you're isolated, even in the yard where it's real big and open, yeah. you still feel small. Like they feel small. They feel yeah. trapped. Right. 
you know, so that plays on a television, even yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So that plays real well. And then also, the story is very serialized. Yes. You know, like, it, it to, to these days, yes. you could chop this up into a TV series and binge watch it. Like, it just, just kind yeah, of feels no, like binge watching. Sure. There are clear sure. little spots uh, yeah. throughout his years in Shawshank where you're like, oh, here's a break. Like, uh, Brooks dies. That's the end of an episode. Uh-huh. You know, then the next episode yeah, 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 starts yeah. with uh, the kid coming that he's teaching the thing. Right, and the right. kid dies. As he, uh, and then so the like, uh, next episode yeah. is Andy writes the Senate and then does he get his yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, there's like a lot of little... Right. Yeah, it's very serialized. Yeah. And uh, that's why it works well. And then even the scene cuts, there's a lot of fade outs, which every time I'm watching a movie with my wife, whenever there's a fade out of something, she just goes, commercial. <laughs> it's so true, though, man, especially yeah. on TNT. Yeah, you- I, I was going to say that has to be a four hour watch. On it's, TNT. Uh, it's easily over three hours. I think it's usually Dude. like a three and a half hour oh uh, thing. God. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have no time for commercials. Yeah. And they put a lot of them in there, especially in the in the last like 10 minutes. Oh, you know how they yeah. Because they know you're going to hang yeah. on. Yeah. Like yeah. they the first half hour, there's no break, mm-hmm. you know, but um, yeah. So uh, anyway, so yeah, this movie is is really good. Let's uh, start talking about it now. Well, um, I mean, we have. Been yeah, but I mean, let's it. get to your notes. As well. All right. So Stephen King book. Um, Let's talk about that. This has to have been. I got to read this book. What yeah. was the name of this? Was the book called The Shawshank Redemption? Uh, uh, as the, well? the name of the book that it's in, uh, I cannot remember. I think I have it in here. Um, I do know that it's a it's a novella. It's a short story in a uh-huh. series. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in like a four part one, and it's got this, the body, at pupil, um, Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it um. It's got a lot of differences between um, the book and the movie. Okay. It just uh, not not a ton. Like they're just little things. Were there thematic uh, differences? The well, the the opera scene there? didn't happen in the book. Um, in the book, they mention that like ten people have escaped from Shawshank. You know, uh, they go into detail more on what each person did. Uh-huh. So in the book, um, Red, who is an Irish guy, which that joke was thrown in there. Yeah. Oh, says, okay. why, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess why, I'm Irish because I'm because, Irish. Maybe it's because I'm Irish, and then they all laugh. But like, it's because he in the book he was just, he was an Irish guy. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, Andy didn't commit. He didn't kill his wife or whatever. Like that was still there, but I think it was kind of ambiguous still. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Red killed his wife, and uh, for insurance money, he cut the uh-huh. brakes on her car. However, when she got in her car. The neighbors were with her, so he got three life sentences because he killed three people, oh. and they found out about it. Uh, Brooks killed his wife um, after uh, she had an affair, I believe, and it, he, it was something where he like uh, blew all of his savings on gambling, uh-huh. and then she was having an affair on him with him, and he killed her, uh, and then he got thrown in prison and every one of the guys it's pretty much all they killed their wives i was gonna say does stephen king know that people can go to prison for anything other than killing their wives i think that was kind of like a you know oh a theme yeah well and they all were serving life sentences you know pretty much so um yeah they they're all and they're all very much criminals where in this one we know that they're all criminals we know that they're all guilty we don't really know what the fuck yeah and it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter yeah yeah. you know like it, it they're they're not upset that they're there as much yeah. like they all kind of have like i did this accepted I'm, it yeah, yeah, yeah this is what happens right you know um and like 
you know, we don't necessarily want any of them to get out, but we do feel for them. You know, right. even and like you know, even Brooks when he gets out, like at that point they. Yeah, you know, that's part of it. Is like they all have this hope yeah. that they could get out. Yeah. Oh, I want to get out. I want to get out, but they really don't. It's all right. about being trapped. Right. And I think that's what speaks to people in yeah. this film. Is it doesn't make you think about prison, even right. though this is all about prison. There's right, the, right, the right. rape. There's the brutality of the guards. There's yeah. all the you know inhuman treatment and everything. It's all about being stuck in this prison. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And like I think that's why in the book having it where there's 10 people have it have escaped it's possible to escape right and it's almost like these people are choosing to stay right there, right right you know other than andy right um but having the not having it where anybody's escaped makes the makes andy the escape even, better yeah, yeah yeah so but Before you know the movie anyway. it's all about like you know you're choosing you know being in a prison of your own choosing because you're comfortable uh -huh. and not being willing to get well, out well but also i mean it's but also i'm sure that be it being Stephen King that he was trying to make the prison of Shawshank be something otherworldly as well. Where yeah, when yeah. you go there, there's something about those yeah. walls that keep you also making it real too. Wanting to and you know he mentioned he mentioned Shawshank in um, uh, Dolores Claiborne. They talk about Shawshank uh, in Apt Pupil. Andy Dufresne was the banker that was the guy for the Nazi. He did oh. all the Nazis uh, oh, wow. stuff, yeah. How so he was, yeah. You know, so like you know how Stephen he King does, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like in Maine and all that yeah, shit, of course. So yeah. uh, and then that Castle Rock. I don't know if you watched that show. I only no. watched the first season, which actually no. Tim Robbins is in the second season. Oh, uh, I haven't watched it yet. But they, Hello, uh, Tim. They go to Shawshank. Shawshank is in that. In that oh, movie. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a closed down prison, but yeah. this prison again. Anyway, um, um, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say that. Um, I mean, at least in the way the movie portrays the book, uh, this has got to be one of my favorite uh, stories of Stephen King's. But I need to read the book, of course, because sure, certainly it's different. But I mean, but I have a whole list about, right here of differences. Um, well, I was just going to say, based on watching the movie alone, that this it, it seems like this might be just one of the best, like thematically sound and and just well written. Uh, stories by Stephen King and the fact that um it is it is a little bit hopeful which he never that which he doesn't really do you know what i mean um it's just very uh, it was just really interesting and i really enjoyed it but yeah give me the list of differences um so um uh not too much uh hadley and the guards they don't beat up bogs uh andy andy sneaks 500 in his butt into prison so that's how he pays red for the hammer uh he actually gets red to get him several hammers over the course okay of the yeah, time yeah. you know like just little things like that right uh and andy pays a bunch of thugs to beat up bogs instead of the guards doing it for him for doing the you know how they do it for doing yeah. his accounting yeah um tommy uh Tommy's, Boggs, by the way the guy that played Boggs. I, I have there's three there's three that, that I were in the departed oh no not the departed yeah, that, he was in The Departed. He's yeah. not one of the other. I have three that were in Seinfeld. He was also in Seinfeld? No, he wasn't. Okay, At first, okay. I thought he was Crazy Joe DiVola, but he's not. Okay. He's in The Departed, and he's in um, Aliens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, so uh, Tommy tells him about... I know the, one that was in Seinfeld. The cellmate sure. that he uh, said, that bragged about the double murder. Yeah. Uh, that cellmate actually said, lawyer, not uh, banker, but... Uh, uh, and he's like, they, people get that confused all the time. So, like, he latches onto that story even then. Okay. Um, 
Well, that's a great Stephen Queen. Yeah, Stephen in, Queen. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, in the novella, uh, Tommy isn't killed. He agrees to not testify on Andy's behalf, and he's sent to another prison. Um. Oh. Yeah. The. Uh, oh. Well, that was such a good part of the movie, though, when he gets killed. Yeah. Of, oh, watching the warden turn slowly turn into and the wink. embodiment of evil yeah well the first thing you hear him say is i believe in the lord jesus christ and blah blah and you watch him turn into just the uh personification of evil you know what i mean yeah that was great anyway well so okay continue. basically the biggest difference is uh andy dufresne doesn't escape at the and end, he dies no he, he gets out himself in the face he gets out but it ends with uh red going to find uh the the field oh instead of so yeah. okay dude i was gonna say the that was my only thing about it was the end would have been way better if it was just that last shot of him leaving on the bus yeah on the bus and then just end it there because we don't need to see him go down to like we can make the assumption yeah well no he makes it he makes it to the field but like it just he just goes to the field in this it's yeah, a see that's before uh, he it's a substantial gets on the bus part to go to uh mexico yeah, though it's a substantial you know? part of the novella of him trying to find that field Right, and then uh, the the novel uh, the novella ends with him <clears throat> headed south, and like you know, yeah, does okay. he make it there? Does okay, he not? Good, good. Frank Darabont movie should have ended. Frank Darabont wanted it to. He wanted it to end that way. Oh, the and studio, the was, studio like, was like, nope. Oh my god, that's probably what cost him Best Picture. Where to go, studio? Maybe. And that's kind of like studio. you know, that, that's even kind of like what could have made you know a lot of the people who don't like this are super you know. Uh, up their butt film critic types yeah and a lot of times they don't like uh everybody it ends happily ever after kind of thing well you know? and it shouldn't but this movie shouldn't have ended that way i mean you it know? doesn't hurt it it doesn't hurt it but it it's my only criticism my only real yeah. criticism of it that's you know that's all well and it's supposed to you know they they keep pushing this idea of hope 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 the the idea of him seeing Andy on the beach and everything we should hope for that exactly not, exactly we don't need to, we don't need, we don't to, see need it. to see it whether or not it happened is your right your choice exactly and that, yeah. that that's like that one seemed like such an obvious thing that it makes so much sense that studio executives yeah. that don't know what the fuck they're what they're talking about when it comes to actually making a film yeah would actually, push that and, and Darabon's uh, closing shot that he really wanted was red going to the field like not even getting to the field oh wow. yeah like just going yeah, to yeah. see that just going to see it yeah uh but castle rock uh, the people who released it they said no we we need a reunion between oh. the two of them so and now they have their own but show. the reunion is shot at a far distance too almost in a dreamlike state so it's kind of like as as it has he's going down know, there it's kind of like where you you could you could decide that's sure, what he's but, going for but, but we don't know if he made it there or not but like not you're also necessary. nothing else is dreamlike right, so like right, it, right. it happened you know you can't just decide a small compromise of anything and yeah. it's just not it just would have been better without it but it's fine it doesn't ruin the movie at no. all at all all right so that's that's pretty much the biggest thing and i don't want to go too much into it because like you just started talking about the the warden's turn like that's the kind of things i want to talk about okay. without breaking into them like that so what do you mean without me saying one thing and then you'd be like oh yeah then this part like like let's just get through the notes okay okay have those bring it all right up. all right so the guy from the departed yeah you said three of them are in seinfeld i think i know one for sure okay um might be one i forgot morgan freeman not in seinfeld yeah he played george no um uh um no just kidding the guy um 
It's two guards and one inmate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that Brooks was going to cut his throat, he was in Seinfeld. William Sadler was not in Seinfeld. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And that guy, William Sadler, he was the dude in uh, Die Hard 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember and that. Sheriff Valenti on Roswell. Yeah. Oh, and then I have the, the revelation that I was talking about before we started recording. But anyway. And death in um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. Which Bill and Ted 3 coming up, baby. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um. Uh, the three guys in Seinfeld. Well, we'll come to him. Oh, that's who. That's where I saw that guy. Which one? The guy with that fucking weird face with the brown hair. Um, <laughs> so I don't remember his name, but he was one of the guys. And yeah, he was. Um, he he was the guy. What? Who did he? He played a uh, like a mugger or something in Seinfeld. No, but you're. I think you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did ask Kramer to borrow a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, for what though? Oh, he was the video. Yeah, uh, there it is, Brody, bootlegger. Yeah, Brody. Brody that's right. Brody, yeah, okay, the little that's kicks. where I. Re- I was like the whole time. I was like, for the little kicks. I seen this guy's face. Uh, but anyway, so that cry, one. Cry, cry again. And two of the guards. I don't. I don't know. Um, one of them is the pinch and a loaf guard. When that's he, where I seen him. That's um. Starts um, with the. Uh, oh, dude, that's the line. He goes. It starts with the. Uh, Duncan Meyer. Duncan Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the early episodes, right? No, no, no. no. Ninety four. The, the, the guy that um races Jimmy. Yes, the race. That's right. The episode is called the I've race. Seen him. Yeah. That's where I seen that guy. Okay, and then I don't know the other one. Uh, the other one, I don't even think he has lines in this movie. He's just a guard, mm-hmm. but he's bald. Okay, and he's got a sharp face or whatever. But he plays Eddie. And uh, it's a ninety six episode when Elaine is the boss. Uh, oh, he was the J. Peterman catalog. Yeah, the 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 veteran, the fatigues. Yeah, yeah, the, the fatigues, fatigues episode. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he was the veteran. He was Eddie. No, no, he was in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he oh, was one of the guards. He's him. in the he's in the scene when they uh, find out that he's in the cell when they find out uh, Dufresne got out. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it back then. I didn't notice it the first. Like I haven't really ever thought about it yeah. before, but uh, I just noticed it. We watched this in two parts. Yeah, uh, this last time because we watched it on Friday night. And they got too tired, and then we watched it this right. morning. Actually, oh, <laughs> we finished nice. it like right before you came nice. in, and I saw him. And I was like, "Oh, that's oh, there him. you go." So, and then of course, uh, Tim Robbins, who played Elaine, Elaine. Dennis. <laughs> um, so, um, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. What, what else were we gonna say? Oh, yeah, no, the guy. So you heard your notes. The guy. In anyway, notes, okay. So yeah. we found those. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Come on, you know, like first time he ever did uh, narration. No, for this movie, yeah. This is the one that started it all. This movie, uh, one of the movies that inspired him how to uh, Darabon on how he was going to work on this, and he watched it every weekend that he was shooting this. Uh huh. Famous for its uh, voiceover narration, right? Goodfellas. Oh, which is nice. interesting because you said you were just rewatching that the other yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. man, that's. Just such I was a like, that's funny because that was sort yeah, of. The, thing. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's neat. Um. Uh. I mean, and the the most famous line from the narration when Morgan Freeman's like, "And that, my friends, is what I call the Shawshank Redemption." <laughs> the end. Uh, Tim Robinson, no Robbins. <coughs> yeah, Tim Robinson's the other guy that's uh, fun, uh, the funny guy now. Yeah, funny looking. <laughs> funny, no. uh, which funny looking. that show? Um, I think you should leave on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that. Good. Yeah, he was on us. I saw his anyway. other show. Um, it was on Comedy Central. Uh, 
Detroiters. Oh, I never saw that. I, yeah, I was did, it good? For a while, I was like, I'm not going to watch that. It looks dumb. And then I watched like one episode, and then uh-huh. I watched all of it. It's great. Was it a cartoon? No. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's live action. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really funny. Good. All right, well, I'll check that out. Uh, but Tim Robbins, this is his, this is his first movie gap. I think this is Morgan Freeman's first movie gap, isn't it? Um, no, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be. Anyway, well, well we've done so they, many. They're both officially famous now. Yeah. And um and tim robbins you know you know you never think about it that fucker's tall dude he's so he's tall. six five he's so tall he's taller than clancy brown clancy brown's only six three i saw a quote once a long time ago from i want to say sigourney weaver or susan sarandon wait did he date susan sarandon he's uh yeah, he, he was married to her, right? He's, no, they never. They're never married. Oh. They they were against the idea of marriage, and the, but oh, they're sure, they're sure. together. They have kids. Yeah. Oh, they are. Together? Although I don't know if they're still together. I think they might have. Well, split, anyway, but. someone he was doing a movie with, uh, where he had to be like naked on set or something. Probably Bull Durham. <laughs> Maybe was Susan Sarandon in that? Yeah. Well, someone said. Uh, well, um. Wow, totally. Brain Kevin Gosner. Kevin Gosner, yeah. Yeah, which that's on the list. Uh, but anyway, they had they said uh, they said, yeah, um, I was really uh, impressed by how brave he was because most guys uh, who are that small wouldn't be so proud of it or something <laughs> like that. This is like in a magazine. I was like, what the fuck, lady? What are you doing wow. over here? I was fucking. <laughs> Dude, you just fucking outed his ass. But anyway, apparently he's got a small ding, but it's all good. Well, he is a dude. tall, gangly fucker in this movie. He is real thin. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad I got that tidbit in there. That um, tidbit. Hey! That's funny to. if it was Susan Sarandon. She's. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, apparently she was like really. The she lady liked, made it sound like she was super impressed by his like his confidence. big energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His confidence. But Dink. anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Tim Robbins. You know, he does a great job in this movie, and you know, he's a great actor. You know, he's a good yeah. Actor. I love him. Uh, that's one of the critiques on this thing is that it feel people feel that he's very flat in this I mean, movie. He is, his, but I mean, it's, but it's that's the character. What, yeah, you know, but they feel like he's phoning it in half the time. And they're like, oh, man, he always, he's no. always just seems like he's too tired to do it. Well, because he's in prison. Yeah, and his character, I mean, they even say he's quiet, mm-hmm. you know, docile, looks like he'll crack at any minute, but not. I mean, but he doesn't. And I mean, there's a lot that goes into the, that over-directing I was talking about that uh, Darabont does. Uh, that first scene with him and Morgan Freeman, uh, when they first meet in the yard, and mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman's yeah. you know, throwing the ball around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they shot that for nine hours. Uh-huh. Morgan Morgan Freeman's arm was in a sling the next day because it was so uh, tired and worn out from from just throwing that ball for nine Why fucking hours. Why did it hours. take nine hours? Darabont oh, is overshooting. He, the, yeah. oh. Oh, he overshoots. He pushes. Off. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of of overshooting. Like he's getting different angles and shit and trying things and, out. And, um, too many, too many takes. Just too often. You know, like uh, you know. You hear that a lot with uh, like famous visionary directors like Kubrick sh- made uh, Tom Cruise enter a room uh, 230 times or whatever mm-hmm. in Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. You know, and uh, Kubrick's really famous for like overshooting and overdirecting things. Although not really overdirecting because he doesn't really care much about the performance where Darabon uh-huh. was doing that. 
So, and See, that's got to be the most annoying thing about being an actor is having to like perfectly do another person's vision of how something should go. Yeah, well, especially if it's if it's uh, acting if, oriented. If they're right. like, no, 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 you're not doing it right. Yeah, do it yeah. like this. It's like that's not why you hired me. You hired right. me to act. Right. I've got to yeah. Like you could coach me in a way or something. But right. if you're like very specific about things, uh-huh. like uh, if, the, if which, they're a control freak. Yeah. Like like Charlie Chaplin's famous for that. He would. Yeah. The way he would direct is he would say, okay, I'm going to do this, and like he would do his thing, okay, this is what you do, then he would be that person and do all of their movements, how they're supposed to do it, uh, and then you know, do exactly that. Oh. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, hire yourself, Charlie. Well, he would have, and yeah. he did often. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, which, Char- that movie we need to put on the list. Yeah, it's already, it's already it's on, on, this, on that board yeah, there. It's the yeah. last one that's written down there. Um, all right, well, anyway, moving on. Okay, so this is the biggest revelation that I've had about this movie right now. Okay. Because, and, I, and it just happened right before we started recording, okay? Um, so the captain, I wrote down, the captain is hilarious. Why is his voice so familiar? Uh, uh, don't say anything, Chase. Why is his voice so familiar? And it was just driving me nuts the whole movie. I was like, where have I seen this guy's face? You're talking about Clancy Brown? The cap, yeah, the captain. Okay, but just wait. Okay. Then, <laughs> damn it, Chase! It really has taken you this long. <laughs> yes, until I pulled it up on IMDb, and like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say this. I loved the captain. I thought yeah. his character was fucking hilarious. It, even though, and like, obviously, he's pure evil. Like, he's yeah, just, obviously yeah. a total piece of shit, but also like just fucking hilarious the shit he said <laughs> was like what where do you, like, what do you come up with this uh, shit butt steak yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and he had that like powerful voice and everything anyway the whole time i'm looking at his face i'm like dude i've seen this guy's face somewhere yeah i pull up shawshank i'm looking through the castle it says Can- clancy brown yeah aka the kurgan yeah yeah i was like whoa also has From Highlander. voiced uh lex luger or luger luther in several animated oh, Batman things. I might have yeah. seen that's I He's done a lot of voiceover work. See, too. okay, that makes so much I was thinking yeah. like I've definitely heard this dude's voice in a cartoon. Yeah. But anyway, Oh, um, I love Clancy Brown. He's been yeah. in a lot of great stuff. And he'll yeah. probably he'll pop up again. Um But yeah, I did not know that you just did I, I didn't to really, me I see him and I see yeah. Kurgan. So that was the yeah. thing and I I don't know, I was just like, Where have I but whatever. We did a two uh part episode on the Highlander. Yeah, check it out. Uh check that out. Uh but anyway, so that there was that. Uh, and I oh, and then I go. Where do I remember the warden from? I found I remembered he was in Ace Ventura Two when Nature Calls, yeah. uh, and also had was also Raven, um, uh, Raven adjacent yeah, in that, in that movie, movie as yeah. well. Uh, so very interesting. He had uh, two of his most famous roles in the nineties. Uh, had something to do with ravens being around him, um, but also. Ace Ventura 2 When Nature Calls, that also came out in 1994, I think. I want to say 96. I think uh, the first Ace Ventura was 94. Maybe? No. Oh, no, I think you're right. Yeah, because Mask Mask was was 94. No, no, Mask was 95. Dumb and Dumber was 94. Yeah, and Mask Mask was 95. Dumb and Dumber was 94, which, add that to the list, because that's one of the greatest comedies of all time. I don't care what the fuck anyone says. So You've that's another it? fucking okay, classic no, uh, movie. Yeah, Ventura, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls was 95. And and the first one was... Uh, that 93? 93, on, it must have been. That one yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was, it must uh, have been. Yeah. Ninety four. Was... No, it was ninety four. The first one was ninety four. Oh, oh. And then Mask was ninety four too. Oh. Yeah. So and Dumb and Dumber was ninety four too, dude. Wow. Dude, ninety four was the year of Jim Carrey. Yeah, it really was. And these classic movies. Nineteen ninety four was the greatest. Uh, ninety four was uh, a film huge, movie huge year of all time. That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, I just rewatched The Mask uh, again for the first time in probably since I was a kid watching it. And man, it all came back. It was a mind blow. It was a blast from the And past. you just watched that movie with uh, uh, Dorian in it. Yes. Redfoot. Yes, Redfoot. exactly. Yeah. Man, and he does great in The Mask. Yeah, and he got really to not... be The Mask, too. He got to be Evil yeah. Mask. That must have been so fun for him. Anyway. Uh, oh. And I, yeah, I said, oh shit, he was in Ace Ventura when nature calls. Uh, the second time Red does his parole speech, give this man the Oscar, goddammit. Well, because, did you notice? Okay, yeah, go ahead. T- talk well, about it. Because he, he, um, like, the first time you see him do it, you see him trying. The yeah. second time you see him do it, he, you see just like this deadness in his eyes, like he knows it isn't going to work. And he's, mm-hmm. he just says the shit. And then the last one, oh man, forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Get this fucker the Oscar. And I love it because we're introduced to his character. Oh. And it's like after he's gone through all this shit. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it's and then at the very end when he's just ready to fucking die. Yep. After Dufresne gets out. And it's you know, more or less the last time we really see him interact. We see him a little bit in uh um in the when he's back store. at the groceries. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But yeah, he um if you if you play those clips back to back, that he says almost the exact same thing. Yeah, and they sound so different. You know, it's just yeah. like you said. It's like he's really he's like I'm, I'm going to impress you. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. almost like a you know like oh yes, a master kind of yeah. like really like what are you doing? Sure, sure, you know, you're sure, sure. painting it on, and then the next time he's just like yes, whatever, and then the uh-huh. next time he's like. He basically tells him to fuck you, like right, whatever. And then they're I like, mean, that's that yeah. yeah." And that was just a cool thing. It's like you know, just be real about it. You know, uh, usually things work out better for you if you do that. Um, not that it would have worked out better for him in his situation. If no, he was, the first time he was like, "Man, fuck you," they would have been like, uh, "You're yeah, gonna stay." You're gonna stay. But anyway, um, let's see. Uh, the warden becoming the personification of evil. That was a note I wrote down. Yeah. I love to seeing that transformation. Well, and in the that's another thing in the novella is the warden is not as like big of a part specifically because oh, there's several wardens throughout the course of the movie. Oh, book. which would make sense. Yeah. yeah, but I can see why they would want to keep that as one central. Well, making all the money figure, yeah. um, and then allowing him to get all that money because he's yeah laundering it all. Which right. three hundred thousand dollars or something like that back then that would is, it's all it's like two point five million. Yeah, now yeah, it's good ass money, man. Um, I mean, it's still. I'll take three hundred thousand today, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was a nice shot where, when uh, Freeman gets out, and then he's going through his Brooks phase, where you're thinking, uh, "Oh, is he going to kill himself?" And then he's walking around, and he looks into the shop window, and then, and it pans gun. over all these guns, and you think he's looking at guns, and then it pans over to a compass. Yeah, and it really he wants the compass. That was great because uh, yeah. he wants to go find that fucking field. Um, and then I wrote, God damn, what a great movie. Maybe a better ending shot would have been just the bus driving away. Yeah. Just maybe. Uh, I mean, just like Darabont says, like even, you know, even in the novella, like he goes and finds a field and he finds a thing and he knows where to go. Like that, that would even be a great ending. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, but yeah. Darabont said compass bus end. Yeah. Like that also is a lot of like, oh, this is. Yeah. A perfect you know? ending. 
Um, it doesn't wrap it up with a tiny little neat right, bow, nice little which, bow, which I get and I enjoy that too. Right. But I don't think that it hurts the movie to have the rest of it. Sure, you know I don't think it needs to be left up to interpretation. Yeah, but I like it when it is. And we are, we are, uh, yeah. I think we both, I think we're both in total agreement. hundred. We would prefer it to yeah. be left to interpretation, but it doesn't kill it. Um, and then I said, movie was so damn good, it was hard to look down and type notes. Uh, <laughs> and then I wrote. <laughs> Stephen King's, uh, Stephen Kong's best because my fucking phone refuses to not autocorrect. You can't teach it words. King into Kong. I mean, it's supposed to do it automatically. Huh. And I fucking keep changing it, but it, whatever. Anyway. So those are all my notes. Now let's get into this conspiracy shit that you wanted to talk about. All right. Well, um, so this film was a fucking bomb. No. Huge bomb. It didn't make no shit in the um, theaters? Not its first uh, run through. Um, so it, uh, its budget was uh, around $25 million. Its opening weekend, it was a September release, it made 727000 Wait, it, what was the budget to make the movie? $25 million. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it made like $10 million in its first run. Like it made no money. It was a huge flop. Uh, then, uh, then it got re-released when it got all the Oscar noms. It got no Golden Globe noms, but it got a bunch oh. of Oscar noms. It got a re-release, okay. and it pulled in like twenty-five. Like it kind of broke even, I think. So then and, they ended up making ten million. Yeah. So it, it. I mean, the the domestic gross was like twenty-eight uh, million. Uh huh. So it was just barely anything. Um. But it's um, it's since made a shit ton of money TV. on TV and yeah. uh, rentals. Yeah. So Ted Turner, okay, uh, owns part of the production company that made it. So oh. it was, but nobody oh, wanted this. Piece. That nobody makes wanted so much. Sense. None of the TV channels really wanted it because it did so uh -huh. poorly in theaters. Yeah. Well, Ted Turner, owning part of it, sold the rights to TNT for them to show it. For a much, much lower cost than he would have sold it to anybody yeah, else. Right. So they could show it constantly. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, well, Ted it, Turner it, owns TNT. Yeah. But, you know, it, he owns it. And so he sells it to them to show so that the other company gets. So he's basically yeah. paying himself less yeah. so that it gets shown more right, right. for cheaper programming. Right. You know, so like they have more programming for less money. So that's why it was shown like every goddamn week. Yeah. It still is. Right. Uh, but that made that made it where everybody started seeing it and right. everybody loves this movie, you know? Right. So, um, I mean, in fact, in 2000, uh, I have a, a time. Okay. In 2013, uh -huh. I found this thing out of U.S. Uh, channels. This movie had an airtime of 151 hours. Whoa! In one year, this movie was on for six days and seven hours Whoa. of air. Whoa, that's just crazy. in the U.S. alone, and uh, some of that was on uh, uh, Wee TV, which is you know basically for women. Like, oh it's yeah. A women, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, demographic network, yeah. and it does better on that than it does on any other channels. And this movie has how many women in it? Yeah, zero. Not only that, it has about, two. It has two. About, you see his cheating wife. Yeah, who dies? And then, and then you see the the woman who's a bitch to Brooks. Is she like your oh. man didn't double bag last time? Oh, Tell him yeah, to double yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which like how heartbreaking is poor little Brooks? Oh my god, that whole story was just. Oof. 
does it uh would it hurt your feelings of brooks if they had like gone into the fact that he killed his wife after losing all of their money and that's why he's in prison probably a little bit yeah i mean but he also didn't want out certainly a less sympathetic but yeah but also but that but i mean but it doesn't change the fact that that is still like uh that's still a real issue today. I mean, yeah. in, in real the institutional, life. I mean, yeah, yeah, the institutionalization. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. So anyway, that. Yin and, yin and yang. You so know? that that's part of a little bit of a conspiracy on why it's, uh, like, why it got shown so much. Right. Like, not even a conspiracy. It just becomes very obvious. Right. Now, here's the real part that's weird. Okay. Okay. Despite, like, it's big box office failure. Uh-huh. Nobody's excited about this movie. Why is it doing it? So, Warner Brothers shipped 320,000 rental copies to U.S. video stores, and a figure uh, spokesperson freely admitted that this was out of whack with the film's performance in theaters. Okay. So, like, if there's no demand for it in theaters, you don't need a demand for it on rental. However, because it was everywhere, because people were talking about it at that point, and because they had so many copies of it, it was the most rented video of 1995. And one of the highest grossing video rentals of all time. Well, but so before they shipped out all those to rent, did it already have all the buzz? And no, they just like because it, it had out? just come out of theaters. It had already oh. done its its run in theaters, and I mean they started shipping. So that. someone put an extra zero. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, or it was just one of those things. Kind of like, well, we gotta mistake. fucking do something. But why would you put more money? into something that already failed is the biggest thing. Yeah. Because it cost a lot of money, especially back then, to make those VHSs and stuff. Hmm. So it's just kind of weird. However, well, it goes to show that 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 it works. That being said, okay, so it didn't win any Oscars, right? It's, uh, uh, as of now, the 2007 AFI film list is still out. Like, that's the the AFI film, that's the last time it was updated, I should say. Okay, 2007 was? <laughs> yeah, oh, so they're they're due. That. They're due for yeah. another one. I, I, it's like I, the census. I know. I've been waiting. I I look for it like every day. Yeah. Like, what are they gonna do? What are they right. gonna do? Look for it right now. What would it be fucking awesome if they updated it right fucking now? Yeah, I'll look for it in a second but, right. well, before I read this. Okay, right. so um, it's uh, it's number seventy two. Okay. Okay. It's higher than Pulp Fiction. No. Pulp Fiction is ninety six, I believe, or ninety four. What of greatest However, movies of all time? Of greatest, uh, yeah. The the AFI top one hundred American films. Yeah. Oh, that's way and um, I think Forrest is Gump low? is Forrest Gump is higher. I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure. Wrong. But um, okay, so now that is that being said, the number one movie of all time on the AFI top 100 is Citizen Kane. Okay. Okay. I mean, come on. IMDb, which is user rated, and they make their list, the top 100 list, based on uh, user rating. User rating, and it's an algorithm of user ratings and how many. Uh, reviews they have okay. this is the first movie on imdb to hit over two million votes it is the number one highest rated movie on imdb whoa you know and if you look at imdb almost every movie american sits, films or all films all films whoa and, and if you look at imdb almost every movie sits at about a 7.2 to a 7.8 yeah. it's sure. very strange sure uh but this one is at a 9.6 or 9.3 whoa and it's got uh Two million one hundred ninety-nine. Uh, wow, votes. Um, well, so two million one hundred ninety-nine thousand one hundred eighty-three. Huh? So the majority of people like it. Yeah. Now it's sitting at number one. Where do you think Citizen Kane is sitting on the IMDb top one hundred? Not on it. No, it is on it. Oh wow. Seventy-three. Whoa! Isn't that weird? Whoa! How like it just switcheroo? Yeah. 
Whoa, the public, the, the public, the public, the public doth defer in opinion. And that, AMC. You know, that makes sense uh, because it's AMC like, top one hundred, yeah. right? No, IMDb. No, no, no. I mean, but AFI. the other one, AFI, oh, AFI. American Film Institute. The public doth say, yeah. "Fucketh you, AFI." Well, the AFI still thinks this is a great film, and you know mm, they have their own third. Yeah. But the so, public does the exact opposite. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. It says, I'll see your Citizen Kane and raise you one shush and redemption. I, like, I, as, as pretentious as it sounds, if you really watch Citizen Kane, it is a fucking fantastic movie. Like, it is very, very good. Yeah, but, dude, better movies have come but, out since then. I mean, come yeah, on. Well, but if you're if you're going by by the the rubric that the AFI is going by, with, like, you know, the cultural significance isn't as big of an impact as, you know, uh, the significance on... Uh, film, sure, and the impact it had and then, on how movies like the story are made and the screenwriting and the everything like about like Citizen Kane is a very very great movie. Sure, Citizen Kane is not on my top five, top ten movies I gotta watch. It's not know? on my top thirty. Yeah, like Desert Island movies, movies that I'm gonna watch all the time because I love them. Mm-hmm. The Shawshank Redemption has always been in there. It was mm. in the top five for a long time. I it's probably in my top ten mm. now because I do watch it all the time. Yeah, you know, but um, Citizen Kane. I, I could watch it every couple of years or not. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a great movie and I do enjoy it every time I yeah. watch it, but it's not something I'm going to like, God, I can't wait to watch that again. Right. Right. So yeah, it is, it is just really weird how they're almost exactly flip flops. That's crazy. Um, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So that was, uh, all I had to say, it's just kind of, well, you were going to say something about the warden. Was that it that you said earlier? Oh, that, uh, yeah, he was, uh, replaced, right? Like in the book, in the in the book, he wasn't as he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was that was all you wanted people. to say. Um, there was something else you wanted to say about. You were like, I mean, yeah, I wanted to get into that, but maybe that was it. Oh, That's I your just, only note. just talking about like the the acting. Um, oh. of him, like he's so good and so evil, dude. He is, and uh, you know it. It doesn't like you, you know he, everybody's bad uh-huh. in this movie. Like all the the guards are crooked. Yeah, we know he's taking bribes, but like we kind of see him on Andy's side. And it's right. not until which is such a nice little twist. Yeah, and it's not until that he realizes he that up. he can get out. Yeah, and and how he takes that when Andy calls him obtuse. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. That's yeah. what could, it breaks him. It, yeah, like, pisses him off, and he yeah. sends him off. Andy did nothing. Yeah, gets thrown into the box for yeah. thirty days yeah. while these other people are beating people to death, and right. they only get a week. Like the guy right. came down and was saying. 30 days, that's the longest I've ever heard of somebody yeah. in the box. Then he gets another 30 days yeah. after he's told the kid died. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I like, get that moment, Andy's like, this guy's oh, not on my God. side. I'm going to fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he not does. only am I going to get out of here, I'm going to fuck him over. Yep. And he and, does. And he put a bullet through his brain. Yep. Yeah. No, so. but that guy does did a great job as the warden. And, and uh, you know, it's crazy that... <laughs> The two things that I know him from now are this and Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura and Ninja yeah. Girls. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, such is the the acting business, kids. If you want to get into it, you gotta take what you can get. Yeah, you gotta scrap. But anyway, um, uh, cool. Was there any other cool? Uh, oh, I mean, I got. Um, yeah, give us more. We did the box office numbers. What was the worldwide domestic? Uh, the worldwide. Did they have it. Uh, Yes, yeah, the twenty eight. It's twenty eight seven eighty six. Oh, okay. so, so it didn't really. It's not a. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it ever really got uh, a theatrical release worldwide that was yeah. huge. Right. Because right, this was ninety four. It is a very. It's not you know especially back then they didn't you know they, these kind of movies didn't go to China. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. For sure. 
you know, uh, and you know, even still, in these, the nineties, these, these, these kind of movies don't go to China in the nineties. So, oh, uh, these kind of movies, I see. Yeah, like you know, yeah. more dialogue-driven, story-driven. Right, right, it's right, a lot right, right. because they, a lot of times they don't have uh, cap- captions on them. Even yeah, so they're watching them. You know, I mean, a lot of the Chinese like do speak. English. Well, you invest it's in a market that you think is going to exactly. give you money. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, so wait, what else did you have? You said you had some other interesting things. Um, yeah, so Stephen King... Uh, Hates oh, it. Stephen King loves it. It's one of his favorites Great. of his things. Great. Uh, his one note uh, about it that he didn't like is um, that uh, it's too long. No. Uh, is that <laughs> yeah, the, sure. he said that the the tunnel that Andy Dry, uh, digs, and yeah. I never thought about it, but like when, once I heard Stephen King say this, I was like, he's right. It's too perfectly circular. He goes, it's it looks like something Wiley e. Coyote did. And when you really oh, you think mean about through it, the yeah, through the stone. Oh yeah. yeah, you're just like, yeah, that is really no, like no, no, for sure though. Yeah, why would it be that good? It should just be kind of a you know, yeah, a jagged. I mean, thing I get that, that you need through. to get through, but but also, yeah, it is, it is very yeah. perfectly circular. And then also the 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 hole he makes for the tube to get into the shit the yeah. sewer pet pipe. Yeah, how did that get big, big enough? enough. Yeah. But also, you could assume that after he looked in, he made it bigger. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Well, we'll take it. We'll take we'll it. We'll take it. Yeah. Your your suspension of disbelief gets there. Yes. Um, the uh, oh, by the way, that shit in there it was uh, a mix of uh, chocolate syrup and dirt that made it like. Why did shit. you put dirt in it for? To get the, the graininess and everything. You could have been having some lunch while he was shooting but, that. Do you know what kind of chocolate syrup they used? Hershey squirt. Nope. Oh, what? A little bit of a little bit of Seinfeld reference. Bosco. Bosco. Nice. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's some quality chocolate syrup. Uh, Andy's cell number is two thirty-seven, which is the room in the, the Shining film. Yep. Uh, this is uh t- oh yeah Stephen King got paid a thousand dollars for the rights to make this movie uh darabon he has what? a deal with well he has a deal for any of his short stories where he'll let people do them for like a dollar or whatever and like he and darabon had become really good friends and like they uh, pin pals and stuff and been talking and eventually uh after like talking to him and seeing some of his stuff he was like yeah you could do this one for a thousand dollars he wrote him a check he never cashed it and uh eventually he got it framed after the movie came out and he sent it to Darabon and said, uh, th- "You could keep this just in case you ever need to post bail." <laughs> so that's funny. Um, what? Why yeah. only a thousand dollars? Oh, because you said it was just yeah. It was, it was like, something that he yeah. had was like, "I don't need that much money for these." Yeah, and like I'm sure there ends up being like royalty residuals and stuff like Fuck that. How that. it works, but yeah. Fuck that shit. Um, if I ever write a novel and someone wants to make a movie off of it. 87 billion dollars now you could go right now you could go to the part of ohio where this was filmed where they shot the exteriors uh, what do you mean it took place in maine chase yeah (laughs) Uh, but they actually have a shawshank trail for tourists and uh you get to go there you can go up to the the warden's office and stuff i mean all the interiors are not not there because they didn't shoot in the interiors of that prison but a lot of the the spots around town or whatever there but Mm -hmm. they they sell uh Reformatory red wines, hmm. uh, Shawshank bunt cakes, okay, That's and um, the the local pizza shop sells redemption pies. Oh, okay. So 
So just cash it in, baby. Yeah. And sometimes That's the warden neat. does like the guy that plays the warden has gone up there and done tours. No. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> the movie was released the That's day cool. after the my birthday. First, no, the day after the first ever episode of Friends aired. Oh. Yeah. So do you want so a some, little bit of good and a little bit of bad? Yeah. Okay. You want some uh, some possible castings Fuck besides yeah. uh, Tom Hanks, obviously. Oh man, that would have been so good. But dude, he so, ruled the ni- dude. Jim Carrey ruled the nineties, and Tom Hanks ruled the nineties. Yeah. That was it. So for that was it. Uh, for Red, these were the uh, names. Uh, first of all, Sidney Poitier was offered the part, and he said no, uh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, he, he didn't feel like playing a convict. A uh, convict uh, was providing a good example. So yeah, good for really him, it. dude. Uh, but That's cool. the other ones uh, for Red, because like in the a novel again, it wasn't uh, an African American. So. Uh-huh. Uh, the names that were tossed around were Clint Eastwood, okay. Harrison Ford, Paul Newman, mm. Robert Redford. Oh, Paul they were Newman. all in there. Um, then for uh, Andy Dufresne's Robert Redford too. Oh, yeah, man. wow. And like Paul Newman already played Cool Hand Luke, so he was already yeah, 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 used yeah. to yeah. man. Uh, that would have been cool. Different kind of escape story there. Yep. Oh, that's such a great movie. I love God, Paul Newman so much. Got to do Butch Cass. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sunday. Yeah, we do. Butch Cassidy and Sunday. We do, because that was the precursor to The Sting, which is one of my favorite fucking It is not ever. the precursor to The Sting. Well, it's not really, but it was like kind of like a, oh, now Robert oh, Redford yeah, and Paul Newman are yeah. a... Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's definitely not. No. You no. haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely not. No, no, I know, I know that it's not, but yeah. like, as far as their acting tandem. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, for Andy, uh, Tom Hanks, uh-huh. Jeff Bridges, Kevin Ooh. Costner, Tom Cruise... Matthew Broderick, uh, uh, Johnny Depp, who would have been like real young. Also, what? Charlie Sheen. Here's the one that huh. I want to see. Okay. Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> oh, dude. Me too. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Uh, you know, Hanks turned it down because of uh, Gumpy. Gump. And Costner turned it down because he was embroiled in the making of a little film Water called Waterworld. World, where nothing is free. Yeah. And what what are the reasons? Uh, they all I, the other ones. It, I don't. Down. I don't have that. Johnny Depp turned it down because he was probably doing it over scissor hands. Ninety four. Um, yeah. Uh, who was the other ones? Charlie uh, Sheen turned it down because he's got tiger's blood. Well, no, he wanted the part um, really bad. He filmed himself. Like he wasn't ever offered the part or anything. I yeah. just know that he was. He like filmed himself doing a thirty minute monologue or thirty minute uh, recorded like thing to get a, a thing with uh-huh. him uh, working against a red. And like he wanted to, he wanted it real bad. Wow. And they're like, yeah, you're not that good. I mean, so, he did fine in his day. Yeah, by the '90s, uh, you know, he was doing hot was, shots and stuff. <laughs> this was four years, five years later. Yeah, uh, Tommy, the part of Tommy was intended for Brad Pitt. Which one was Tommy again? Uh, the, the the guy that got killed, the one that took the test. Oh, oh, oh! Which is a really small part. Yeah, intended um, for Brad Pitt. Yeah, but I no, I mean, because like watching this movie, I always think about that. And one of the reasons is when I catch this movie, I never catch it at the beginning. Uh-huh. My wife yeah, and I yeah. were just talking about that when and we Tommy's started parts it. Right in we, that, we started it. We're like, spot. oh yeah, I forgot. Like we see all this part with him drinking in the driveway because uh-huh. you never catch it from the very right, beginning. Right. You know, usually you you get at some point or another because yeah. again because it's so yeah. serialized, you realize where you start. Right. And it's always right where Tommy. Yeah, uh-huh. like which is pretty much the last thirty minutes of the movie, right? Right. But yeah, he, his part is real short. Uh-huh. Uh It just has such an emotional impact. But yeah, Pitt was originally supposed to get that part. I could see that. Who um, was that guy that played him? I've seen him. Wasn't he in Seinfeld too? No. Uh, we just looked him up. 
He was uh, in Friends. I swear to God, we just looked him up, and he, he was, was in, in some kind of a thing uh, or whatever. What was fuck. his name? Uh, Gil Bellows. Oh, that doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, um, he hasn't really been in, in who much. Who else he was, was supposed to play him? Um, that was that was the other one. Charlie Sheen. Have, uh, no, just uh, Tom Hanks. But he, uh, I mean, just uh, Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt was doing an interview with a vampire. So he couldn't do oh. it. Have you seen that? No. Ooh, that needs to go on. That's a great movie. Well, and Tom Cruise was doing an interview with the vampire too, right? Oh, yeah. So you're right. That's probably he why he couldn't do, do yeah. uh, Andy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so he, was Johnny Depp. Wasn't Johnny Depp in that movie? No. I'm Benicio Del Toro. That's why Benicio couldn't do. No, not couldn't. Benicio Del Toro. Um, uh, Antonio oh, Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Antonio that's Banderas. why Antonio Banderas couldn't play Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it. he couldn't do it. Um. <laughs> Uh, oh, Rob Reiner. Man. Rob Reiner. I want to see Antonio Banderas as Rob Reiner, who had who directed Stand by Me, read Darabont's script and wanted to do it, and he offered Darabont two two point five million dollars to for the rights to the script, so he could do it. Uh, and he That's wanted he's cheddar. the one who wanted Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise to play the parts. Uh, but. Uh, like Darabont, you know, two point five million dollars is a lot of money, especially back then for a screenwriter, which is all Darabont was. Yeah, and he was trying to get himself out. Oh, of, this was the first movie he directed. Yes. Oh, uh, and he had been trying to get himself out of this rut writing screenplays because he wrote like um, Dream Warriors, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Oh, okay. Uh, which is the third one, and then uh, um, the Child's Play two. Like he, he was just stuck in this rut uh -huh. of uh, like just kind of shitty sequels that he had to keep writing. Yeah. So he declined the offer because he had a chance to direct this. There was a, a an option for him, and he was like, "You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to take my chance, and I'm going to do it." And it turned out to be a good thing. However, I mean, it took a while for that to really pay off because this was such a bomb. Sure. You know it. It's just weird how much of a bomb this was, and uh -huh. how good of a and film, how, yeah. and how loved it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's uh. Well, so good I really for got him there. For sticking to his guns. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I have is I have a huge list. Okay. Of alternate titles. Read the entire fucking list right now. Uh, I'm just going to read the uh, the translations. Not, I'm not going to do the, the oh oh language. these are foreign titles yeah. awesome <laughs> well okay so the the actual story in the book is called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption yes yes, yes. Uh, they dropped the Rita Hayworth, Hayworth part yeah, yeah. because when it was the script was going around Hollywood people thought it was a Rita Hayworth biopic oh. and uh, Darabont kept getting inundated with all these like calls and videos. I want to play Rita, supermodels and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, trying to be like I could do Rita. Yeah, like, yeah. Not even in this fucking movie, right? Right. Um. So Danish, it was uh, a world outside. Uh, Finnish. Uh, the Finnish title was Rita Hayworth: The Key to Escape. <laughs> the French title was the Just French title was The Escapees. Uh, oh. Canadian title, a French Canadian title was Into the Shadow of Shawshank. Oh. German. So French. Yeah. German, The Convicts. Uh, so German. Uh, Greek, the Greek title, Last Exit, Rita Hayworth. <laughs> Hungarian, Prisoners of Hope. Nice. Israelis, uh, the Israeli title, Walls of Hope. Uh, oh, Italian, okay. The Wings of Freedom. I don't 
<laughs> no sense. Uh, Latin, uh, the Latin American title was Dreams of Freedom. Uh, Mexican okay. title was Dreams of Escape. Uh-huh. Uh, Norwegian, Reign of Freedom. Portuguese. Reign of Freedom, yeah. of course. Uh, Portuguese, so the, black inmate, metal. the Inmates of Shawshank. Uh, the Romanian title uh, was Angel's Prison. What? Rus- <laughs> Russian title, real, real, oh, real clear. Here we go. Real good. An Escape from Shawshank. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Spanish title was Life Imprisonment. The Swedish title was The Key to Freedom. And when this movie was released in Taiwan, it was a year after it came out here, so it was 95, it was simply known as 1995 colon Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it all worth it. (laughs) That's fucking amazing, dude. So... Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. I wonder if there was confusion when people went to go see that movie in Taiwan. Like, <laughs> apparently, what is apparently going on they here? thought Apparently, they thought it was going to be some like big action flick. And they're all seeing yeah, this yeah. movie like, 1995. What is this? Fantastic. Yeah. That's the only way I'm referring to this movie now. As a matter of fact, that needs to be the title of this episode. 1995 colon Fantastic colon The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Uh, by the way, that guy that played uh, Tommy has been in a lot of TV shows. It looks like most yeah, famously. Yeah, I was say, I've seen him on TV. Uh, yeah, and a lot of recurring sure. roles, but uh, Ali McBeal, he was in 68 episodes. So. Honestly, that might be where I have seen that fucking guy's face, dude. Yeah. Man, he's been on uh, yeah, Law and Order. But yeah, Ali McBeal would be the... Where was... I, I literally looked this up. This is how forgetful this guy is we've looked it up every time we watch this movie <laughs> i've seen this movie with my wife a lot he looks including like a poor man's this matthew, morning matthew broderick yeah i said he looks like somebody that would have dated somebody on sex in the city like he would have been one of yeah, the boyfriends yeah, on sex yeah, in the city. yeah for sure um it was in a 2003 episode of twilight zone what was the thing that we just saw twilight zone in a little bow he's not being known <laughs> Remember that song? No. You don't? I don't remember that song. Dude, what the fuck? That shit was big time popular in like 1987. Now I don't even see what we just saw him on. Anyway, doesn't matter. Fuck that guy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You know what movie he was in? I, I just remember what movie he was in. 1995 colon fantastic. <laughs> 1995 colon fantastic. All right. Well, that Great wraps movie. this part up. We will be right back for our reboot. Redemption. I won't fix it in post. And we're back. Well, uh, we are already at an extended length on this episode, so let's get right into the recast. But first, yeah, as uh, we have not done it in quite a while, we forgot to get your rating. Yes, uh, my rating. So out of 10 um, crows, out of 10, or ravens, out of 10 nooses, out of 10 um, uh, shopping bags, out of 10 compasses, out of 10... Uh, out of 10 uh, critics who what the fuck do you want to be impressed exactly um i give this one 9.5 wow that is 
Uh, well, no, you've given some tens. I've given some tens. Yeah, so this is up there. It's up there. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you it's so you totally agree with with like everybody's love of this film. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how you could. There's like, really be the only yeah the only real thing you can say about this movie is it's just too well done. Like it's just it's a little too right. clean. Right. Right. Which is like, how can you get mad at something for that? Well, that's a dumb, yeah. How can you get mad at something for being too clean in the state of uh, in the state of the country that we're in right now? Yeah, no, that's true. It's yeah. the most sanitized movie there is. It's the safest movie to watch. You know we what? Can catch the virus through our eyes. And so you might as well be watching something that was. What's interesting is clean. we got through that whole prison movie without making one anal rape joke. Yep, and Dufresne did get anal uh, sex. Anally raped. Yeah. Oh, oh, I remember. I, I do know that I watched this movie before I knew what anal rape was. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much before I knew what sex was. You keep so saying like, anal rape so hard and <laughs> so just nonchalantly. I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Well, no, I just thought that the, they, the guys were beating him up all the time. And it was like, oh, man, it right, sucks right. that he keeps getting beat up. Yeah. But Even when the guy says, I'm going to pull something out of my pants and you're going to put it in your mouth. I thought he was talking about the knife. And then like he was like, why does he want the <laughs> knife back so much? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, this movie is pretty R. You know, when you it's think R. about it that way, and the and the language, it's R as yeah, fuck. fuck steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the f- yeah, and they say the c word a bunch of times. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you reboot recast. Yeah, let's uh, get the reboot, reboot recast. redemption. All right, so who are we doing? Um, I mean, obviously, Red Dufresne. and Dufresne. Red, Stephen King, and The Raven. All right, so for Stephen King, uh, I say Dean Koontz. Ooh, that's a good one, but I'm going to go with, uh, with a, a little bit of a screwball here. He's not really as well-known for writing novels as much as screenplays, if you will, or should I say just he's more of a playwright. I'm going to go with William Shakespeare. Ooh, okay. good one. Okay. Old school. Uh, for The Raven... Uh huh. Um, Max von Sydow. Okay, I rest know. in peace. He did just die. I just realized that. I know exactly who that is, and yeah. yes, rest in peace. I also knew that he just. Well, he died. also played the three-eyed raven in Game of Thrones. That was the joke I was going oh. with, and then I realized as soon as I said it, he just died. For the Raven, I'm going to go with a little bit of an oddball. He's not so much known for acting as he is known for professional wrestling. Uh, You're going with Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But yeah, actually, I will. Hey, there are there That's are rumbles that he's coming back. Oh boy, the just the guy everyone was asking for, Mister Sad Boy. Fuck it, that care. I hated that dude. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, Although so happy NWO beat him. Uh, NWOGs Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash are getting inducted into oh, the good. WWE Hall of Fame for for NWO. They've good. both been induct- inducted separately. Oh. But uh, they're getting the inducted for NWO along with X-Pac, which I don't even remember him being on the NWO. X-Pac was part of DX or whatever, the yeah. DX crew. Apparently he was on um, the NWO. But at the end... When they moved over. At the end of the NWO. Yeah, because the NWO yeah, did move over. Right. And I guess he joined then. Yeah. But like at the end of WCW... Everybody was on the NWO. Right. And which <laughs> that's is that's kind of one of the things that made it crumble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. anyway, so I just mm. throw that out there to the New World Order. Too sweet. Neat. Yeah, too sweet. Uh the Wolfpack needs to be in there, but I I don't know, was the Wolfpack ever a part of WWE? No. That's but that doesn't mean that it couldn't be because they did get bought, but also yeah. the Wolfpack era is uh 
kind of what led to the end of yeah. the WCW and the yeah. NWO. And, it was, because yeah. there was nowhere to go. Yeah. But, dude, when Sting <coughs> which fucking chose the Wolf Pack, that was one of the most, that was one of the most yeah. iconic moments in professional wrestling history. Really, the only thing before that was when Hulk Hogan came to WCW and everybody was so fucking excited that Hulk Hogan was going to come put an end to this fucking NWO show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then joined it immediately. To booze and yeah. people just throwing trash back yeah. when you could throw trash in the thing. Yeah. And uh, apparently at that uh, WrestleMania, or I think it was WrestleMania. No, it wasn't. It was WCW. So it was whatever that one was. It was one yeah. of the pay per view events. Right, right, right. People right. were at the uh, merch booths trying to return their Hulk Hogan stuff. Whoa, they were so pissed. That's fucking funny, yeah. dude. So like, that was crazy. a really, really great. The ultimate heel turn. Now, to tie it into um, uh, Shawshank Redemption, uh-huh. who owned WCW? Uh, Eric Bischoff. Well, yeah, Ted but Turner. Ted Turner, yeah. exactly. So, and he owned you know, this and TV right. And there like you that. go. So, just um, uh, a little full circle. So, anyway, there we go. Now, now let's get to the uh, finish of the red. Sure, the reboot recast. Morgan Freeman, red. I'm gonna go with staying on our uh, wrestling theme. <laughs> let's not stay one on Booker T. Because <laughs> that dude's from H Town. Uh oh, here we go. No, no, nope. Um. Not not this not this week. Check last week's episode <laughs> to hear the best flow you've ever All heard right. in your life. Um, at the very beginning of the episode, probably it's called zombie flow. Uh, anyway, um, you know, man, for today, Idris Elba. I mean, yeah, that could work. You know, um, it's just uh, oh, Denzel. Uh, that's what that's what I was thinking. I'm trying to think. You know, I mean, I guess they, you know, they're s like in their 60s, right? I'm trying to think of how yeah. old. Yeah, well, like and, but it's also weird because like Morgan Freeman looked like he was 70, right? And I think he was like 35. No, he was a <laughs> 35. <laughs> oh, he's like 50 something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you know Denzel or Idris Elba would work. Yeah. Um, uh, I like Denzel. Yeah, because like he needs to be older. Yeah, and also Denzel has more of like a, a feel. Denzel's really good at the feel good hamming it up. Yeah, shit. Um, and acting. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's really. I mean, he's just a really good actor. Right. I like Denzel. Yeah, I do too. Okay, so what about Andy Dufresne? Oh, for today, uh, oof. It's got to be a guy that's like not too handsome and he has to have a small pee pee and but be confident <laughs> about it. Yeah. So, um, man, that's tough. Uh, I'm not even looking at my list right now. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix? No. He's about that age. Yeah, but like, I feel like he's got, he just looks too threatening. You know, he, does, he always, though. Yeah, he always he doesn't looks have as threatening. friendly of a face. Yeah. Like, even when he's not being threatening, like, I'm not just saying because mm. he always plays a threatening person or whatever. But right. He just has a very. You know, threatening right. face. I was thinking maybe, um, uh, oh wow, total, uh, Sam Rockwell, maybe. Yeah, but Sam, uh, but yeah, you know, he could do it. But Sam Rockwell was, we use him a lot. Sam Rockwell was the biggest piece of shit in the world in the Green Mile. That's true. But that would make for an interesting, oh. yeah, you know, um, what do you call it? Juxtaposition in casting if he were to do it. That's not, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, Upset about that. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg? 
I mean, he's got. I know that he's like known for being an aggressive asshole and stuff, but he does have kind of a friendly, doofy face. Yeah, but I don't think he could do that. No, I, I don't I, think that's he's like just really like too his again. It's thing. too maybe like a Christian Bale, but even he kind of comes mm. off a little threatening. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, you know who might be really good, but I guess he's a little too old. Never mind. Harrison Ford. No. Um. I, mean, I was gonna say Kevin Spacey, maybe, but well, no, he's too old, <laughs> and like definitely, canceled. definitely canceled. What about Brad Pitt? Yeah, you know, he's actually kind of like right at the right age. I think he might be a little old, but yeah. he still looks great. Or Leo DiCaprio, for that matter. You know, although That's I don't. Not bad. Yeah, I don't know. It it just seems. The problem with that is but they're, they're too just movie so, star looking. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going for. Yeah, they're like too well known being yeah pretty, and you know, like right. it's almost like they're too pretty, especially Brad Pitt. You know, but maybe yeah. um, I would try to. I was trying to think of somebody who maybe uh, we know can do really well. That like you know uh, maybe a more comedic actor or something because they usually have oh yeah nicer Adam Sandler too old. And he would definitely be too old, I think, because he's in his like sixties. Adam Sandler ain't in his damn sixties. He's, clo- well, he's closer to his sixties than like his forties. I mean, this guy—he was like forty, late thirties, early forties down the middle. He's in his fifties. Yeah, so like that's just a little too old. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing coming up. Maybe like a Chris Pine. Or, yeah, but again, uh, he looks very movie starry. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's hard when you're casting movie stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at two movie starry. Right. That's the only thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm scrolling through here. Maybe like a Wyatt Russell. Who's that? <laughs> that's Kurt Russell's son. Oh, he he looks just like Kurt Russell. <laughs> movie star. Does he really? Yeah, he looks a lot like Kurt Russell. They should have waited to make the Stargate show for him to be. Um, the guy, <laughs> the guy that they got to play Kurt Russell was a little bit. I like, don't think it was the same guy. It was generic nineties. Talking about C. Thomas Howell. No, he was playing the same guy. Are you sure? Yeah, uh, we were just watching it last night. We just started watching it last night. Oh, like they got a guy to play James Spader. They got a guy to play oh. him. Yeah, it's like very much about at least in the first season. It's very oh, much. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that for SG One. Yeah, which was the first the, the series, Stargate, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they, they had one other one. They had Atlantis. I think right. the only one. There's a couple more actually that no one knows about. How about um, Ben Affleck? Oh, man, I, dude, what about he's imposing though? He, yeah, what about Adam Driver? Yeah, I mean that's actually. See, we keep going to the same people, but like again. We're doing these week to week. <laughs> the, yeah. the actors that we're trying to get bank off of are yeah. people that are still around right now. So yeah, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea at all. It's not bad. He's I also think... really tall. I mean, I yeah, know we, yeah, we yeah. talk about imposing, but like he doesn't have to be right. And uh, and I think he could play non imposing. He's just really tall, like like Tim Robbins is. Tim yeah. Robbins is six foot five. He is right. the tallest motherfucker right. in this show. Fucker could this movie could have dunked on Hakeem, dude. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam Driver's not a bad choice. All right, let's go with that, because yeah. we're at an hour 30, and we're yeah. getting into file size territory now. So. All right, well, um, that wraps it up over here. You know yeah. you know the drill. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at The Movie Gap. Uh, if you're stuck inside, 
you know, you, you don't have anything to do, uh, or you're working from home, especially. I know a lot of you are. Uh, listen to some of the old episodes that yeah. you haven't gotten uh, in on. Got over a year's worth. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, check them out. Pretty much every movie yeah. we've done has been worth watching. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, check them out. Listen to the episodes and and let us know what you think about some old ones. Uh, and the more that you uh, listen, and the more that you think about it, give us some suggestions of ones that we should we should cover. Yeah. Uh, including some that we've talked about. Uh, on the podcast that are on the list, shoot them out to us and be like, hey, y'all talked about doing this. Why don't you do this one? So Agreed. Uh, and, of course, let us know what your thoughts are on the uh, Reboot Recast. Um, and that you know wraps it up for me. If there is a Comic Palooza still, we will be there. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, Bryce's Improv, everything like that. So, yep. uh, I mean, that about does it for me. You? That sounds good to me, man. All right. Uh, till next time. Mm. Nom in space. And that, my friends, is what I call the Shawshank Redemption.